All right, let's do it. Making plans with the boys. I'm going to hit the town. Welcome to Gen X Talks, and this is the Gen X Talks podcast. You do not hear Gen Z kids' voice or Gen X mom's voice. Why? Because they're not here. Yes, this is another solo venture because uh, well, because it's needed. It's necessary. Well, in my mind, it's necessary. i got to have somebody to talk to. So if you were looking for the kid or the mom, you might as well just hang up right now because they're not part of this one. You can just click off and then wait for the next one to post. They'll probably be on that one. But for now, uh, this is... Gen X versus Antifa. Oh, I know. Everybody's got a version of Antifa and a story about Antifa. But I, I've i received seven or 800 emails. Um, every, everything comes to me as politics. They wanted to know who really won the election. Like I know, you know, back in the day, they want to know about COVID. They want my opinion on the vaccine. And lately, there for some reason, there's been a big push again about uh, Antifa and the far left radicals and the and the violence they commit. I'm not sure if be, if it's because it's come up in the news a few times that some of the court hearings are going on. I don't I don't know what it is, but I do get the emails. And rather than try to answer everybody's email all at once, sometimes it's easier just to kind of put my thoughts down in here. And send everybody the link and say, if you hope this answers the questions and I hope this gets the message you were looking for. So that's where I'm at. And I want to tell you that I saw, just luckily, right as I'm getting ready to think about recording some of this, I saw an interview. I think the guy's name was Mike, Mike Isaacson, Mike Isaacs. Anyway, he's a professor who teaches um, anti-fascism. He is, he had, does have students, he says. He was conducting an interview, and I think I've watched it seven times now because I am just completely blown away by the hypocrisy that just that just comes right out of someone's mouth, and they just look at the camera and say, "Yeah," and I'm okay with that. So we'll get to how that how that comes together. Let me. I'm going to try to put things down in a chronological order. I'm going to try to build kind of a a back and forth on how how things go, and then I will interject. You know, some of my thoughts and my experiences, which are going to be real Generation X, nuts and bolts, common sense. It's not going to be complicated to figure out, but it's it's going to hit home. And it's probably going to cause some people to figure out where I live, which isn't too hard to do, and knock on my front door. And you know what? I'm okay with that because I think Generation X, as a generation, is kind of getting tired of sitting in the wings I really think that we're about fed up with kind of telling everyone to go fuck themselves and we don't give a shit. I think that now you're affecting our daily lives and now you have awoken a sleeping giant that you should have just left alone. You know, I know, I know you kids, you jump to the front of the line, you want to, you're younger and you want to jump up there and say, this is how the world's supposed to be and this is how you're supposed to act and this is what I want to see happen. All right. For the large part of it, we've let you do it. And we let you get away with a lot of stuff that you shouldn't. 
And that's probably our fault. You know, we probably should have knocked you down to size in the beginning, just like it was done to us when we were growing up. But uh, I don't know that that's always been the case. So I think a lot of you who complain the most about the world are the ones who contribute the least. Now I know I give you the analogy of you're a, a late millennial or Gen Z living in your mom's basement wearing a onesie sipping your latte from Starbucks for $25. But that's not super far from the truth. You know, you guys, even some of, I know people right now that are millennials that work a job and uh, they got a, a wife or a girlfriend and, and, and she works a job. So there's two of you working full time and you're like, well, hey, how come I'm not getting ahead? How come I'm not, uh, how come I'm not driving a Ferrari and don't live in a big house? I don't know. I don't drive a Ferrari. I don't live in a big house. Okay. You know, sometimes you can't just, well, I work 40 hours a week at McDonald's. How come I'm not driving a Bentley? Because you're working on a minimum wage job. When you, when you, when you get more money for doing a skill, a, a larger, more complicated skill, you'll get paid more and you can buy more things. But I'm, this, I'm getting sidetracked, but this goes along with the mentality of, of, of that generation of late, late millennial, almost the Gen Z and a lot of the Gen Z's right now. They just, they, they are at, they just got here. You guys have been on this planet five minutes compared to the rest of us. And now you're going to tell everybody how it works. I don't think so, but that's going to fit in that, that thought process is going to fit into what I'm talking about. So let's get back to, let's get back to Antifa. Let's start with, um, Let's just start with what this guy said. This guy's name, I think I'm going to say it wrong. Maybe I'm not trying to get it wrong. Mike, Mike Isaacson's or Isaacs. Anyway, um, he was being interviewed and he is a, a hardcore founder of Antifa and a representative of anti-fascism. And here's how the conversation goes with him. When someone says, do you believe in free speech? And he says, well, I believe in some free speech. And when he's asked to clarify that, what he says is, I believe that you can have free speech as long as it doesn't damage the community, the public. So someone says, well, what if there's a person who wants to give uh, a lecture at a high school auditorium or a college auditorium and his beliefs are far right, very conservative? And they're, they're, they, gave, they, they gave a name, you know, a name or two, like these people, can they speak? And he says, well, no. They don't have the right to speak because what they're going to say is damaging. It's damaging to the community. It's damaging to the public. Their views, they're recruiting people to their side of thinking, to their side of, of thought process. And that ends up being bad and violent and wrong and murderous. And he you know, goes on and on. All right. I don't agree that every time someone gives a conservative point of view, they're recruiting for a neo-Nazi party, but that's kind of where this guy was going with it. But let's say, let's say that was true. Let's say somebody wanted to go on stage at a college and say, uh, I am a ultra right wing, uh, neo-Nazi and I'm recruiting people to start a militia that's going to, uh, kill all the minorities and overthrow the government. Okay. All right. I don't agree with that. I think that, I think that guy would be full of shit and an idiot. Now, if he's just going to give a speech on there, then what, uh, as the First Amendment would say, is like, well, then we can give a speech of the opposite opinion. We can point out 
what an idiot this guy is and how wrong he is. He can give his, his talk in the auditorium, then we can come behind him and give our talk in the auditorium. We can also protest outside uh, where he's going to give his speech, right? You don't like what he's saying, you protest. You don't like what he's saying, you give a counter-argument. Am I wrong? Or is that the way this works? Okay? What this guy says, what this Antifa professor says is no. We have the right as a society to protect ourselves from that speech. All right? Again, I'm agreeing with you. You can protect yourself. Don't listen. Don't let your kids listen. You know, give a counterpoint. Give some protests. I get you. No, 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 no. This professor from Antifa says you can use violence to stop that person from talking. You can use violence to stop that person from spreading his message. If his message is hate, if it's anger, if it's anti-American, you know, all these things that he's throwing out there sound good, but you can use violence, whatever it takes for society to protect itself. Okay, that sounds good. I like, I like the sound of society protecting itself, of, of Americans protecting themselves. I like that part. I mean, that, that, that sounds good. But can you use violence to stop speech? I mean, is speech that critical, that offensive, that hurtful, that painful, that you can violate someone, you can hurt them, murder them, beat them? Is that, that's okay? We get to that point? So, in the interview, the next part is, is the guy says, well, uh, what happens if uh, you go and use your Antifa violence to try and stop this guy from speaking, and I use my violence to stop you? I mean, now that I know the rules, I can play too, right? If you're going to... Uh, grab a, a wooden stick and beat this man so he can't speak and I want to hear him, couldn't I grab another stick and beat you so you'll let him speak? Remember, I'm you're using violence to stop him. I'm using violence to allow him to speak. Or, are we all playing the same rules now? And the Antifa professor got mad. No, of course not. I <laughs> can't. No. If you use violence to attack me, that's against the law and that's wrong. Okay. Now, now let's let's just let's hold on to that to that thought and let's back up. Isn't that what's going on everywhere right now? Isn't that the rule that uh, the Portland protesters can burn down buildings and harm people? But if anybody tries to stop them, they're lawbreakers. They go to jail. They want them punished to the full extent of the law. Isn't that, isn't that where we're at right now? Haven't we seen that over the past 18 months? I mean, true, all the, all the violence stopped after the election, magically. All the, the racial hatred and racial divide that they said was there, all of a sudden just disappeared. You know, it's not like it was all being fed for show. You know, well... But that's not the point of today's topic. Today's topic is Antifa. So they can use violence to stop someone from speaking, but we can't use violence to stop them. We have to hold uh, signs while they beat people into the ground for speaking. We have to sing songs while they punch people and burn things. 
we have to shout in protest calmly and orderly while they destroy things to make sure that people don't speak. Not hard to figure out in my mind, in, in, in this Gen Xer's mind, not hard to, to see that that's a double standard and hypocrisy. Well, obviously the police would step in, right? I mean, you, you know, certain things you can't do now. I'd say, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to say 99% of the cops out there are underpaid, understaffed, and doing a great job. I mean, a thankless job. And I think they would step in and try to do something. But as a police department, yeah, as a city, they're so afraid. They're so afraid of tasing, pepper spraying, tackling, arresting a violent Antifa member. They know they're going to get sued. They're probably going to lose. They're so afraid to do their jobs because of the conditions we've put on them, which is just stupid and asinine. And yet here we are. They'd have no problem arresting us if we attacked Antifa and said, hey, stop what you're doing. We're, our violence is going to stop your violence. They had no problem arresting us because we, they know that we're going to comply. We're going to go along. All right, yeah, we, we crossed the line. We're getting arrested. Hey, go arrest them over there too. They're crossing the line. They're, they're doing it too. Oh, you're not going to? What you're, you're going to let, oh, cause you're, yeah, they're, they're the, they're the woke crowd. They're the Antifa crowd. And yeah, they're going to have uh, political repercussions, aren't they? From the top all the way down. So here we sit. They have blatantly on camera, on film said, we will use violence to stop your speech. You will not use violence to stop our violence. And if you do, you're going to go down. You're going to get arrested. It's going to be your fault. Remember, if, you, if, if, if we attack them, we're racist. That's the, th that's the word they throw out there, right? Isn't that what they do? And who goes along with all of this? The media. I literally watched episode after episode, newsreel after newsreel, watching the cameraman and the, uh, the, the news anchor or the reporter pointing over his shoulder at buildings burning and people screaming and running around going, these are peaceful protesters that just got angry. Now, think about that statement. Not only is it bullshit and we don't buy, Gen X doesn't buy that shit, not for a fucking second. But when you confront them and you, you grab the reporter and go, why, why are you saying this? Why, why is this not a violent uprising? This is, this is people dying. This is people getting beaten. These are buildings, neighborhoods getting burned to the ground. Why are you not reporting correctly what they're doing? Do you understand what they're doing? You know what the reporters say? I've, I've, I've listened to this. They say, they, they say well, what, what did you expect them to do? What, what did you expect? Uh, what did you expect the reaction of these people to be? You know, if you're going to listen to the former president, if you're going to listen to Congress, uh, what, what did you expect? I mean, how can you get mad at them? People have had enough. What did you expect them to do? And that's what they say. I have watched congressmen, senators, mayors. I have, I have watched reporters, and that's the, when you pin them down to say, 
this behavior from Antifa or Black Lives Matter, you can't, you can't tolerate that. Why are you letting them get away with that? And they shrug their shoulders and the tear rolls down their eye, from their eye, down their cheek, and they say, what did you expect? I mean, what did you expect? You know, a black man got killed by a white cop. What did you expect was going to happen? I mean, it's just exasperating. We Just let him finish burning down Portland and then we'll get back to normal. That's almost what you hear in their voice. They don't say those exact words. Well, when Antifa is destroying and destroying and these, they're coming after neighborhoods and they're just marching through neighborhoods that have nothing to do with anything and they're ravaging and someone finally steps out with a gun and says, you come on my lawn, I'm going to fucking shoot you. I'm going to put two in you and you're going down. Well, here we are back to the circle. Not only is that person in trouble, not only is the media going to say, oh, you broke the law, you did, do you want to How come he can't use the excuse? What did you expect me to do? There was 400 protesters coming down my street, knocking over my friends, coming up on my front lawn, getting ready to come in my house, throwing rocks at me. What did you expect me to do? It seemed logical. I mean, it was, that was their argument, right? What did you expect? Only this guy. <laughs> Sorry, sir. We expect you to follow the law. We expect you to exercise some self-control, sir. Uh, you'll be relinquishing that firearm and you're going to jail. So let's back up and put it all together in a, in a timeline. If someone wants to give a speech and Antifa doesn't like it, they are allowed to use violence to stop you. They've said it. They said it out loud. They said it very clear. We will use violence to protect our society from your speech. And you will not use violence against us. And if you do, you're racist and going to jail. And everyone's going to sympathize us because sympathize with us because well, what what'd you expect us to do? We had to hurt this guy. He was going to talk. Can't have that. And the media goes along with every bit of it and tells the same story. Now, is there anybody that's late millennial or Gen Z that agrees that this is hypocritical bullshit? Am I the only one? Am I the only Gen Xer out there who's just looking at this going, I've almost, had, I've, I've almost had enough. I almost don't give a shit anymore about the fucking rules. I'm just, I've, I've, I've had enough. Because there's one set of rules for conservatives and there's one set of rules for left-wing liberal Antifa. And they know it and they play it up. And the problem is, is how do we handle that? Do we finally get angry and go out there and stop them? Oh, well then, <laughs> sir, you're a racist right-wing militia. You've organized against us, and um, you can't do that. Why not? You guys do it. They're allowed to have free speech to say what they want. We can't. They're allowed to speak their mind. We can't. They're allowed to have a quasi-militia on call. To go wherever needed, we can't. And we will lose the media war right along with it. Every time someone 
says something out of line, says something out of step, we will be crucified in the media. And it goes further. They'll find out where you work. They'll try to get you fired. You want to lose your job? You want to you want to lose your family? You want to lose your income? You I mean, how how much how far are you willing to go? There was something else that got brought to my attention too about sacrifice. Um, I think I think I was getting some of this from John Stewart, uh, his new show, which there's some really good moments with John Stewart. I mean, he's still I'm still trying to figure out where he's going with his with his program, his new one. But it's it is there's a lot of information in there that I that I find uh, entertaining. I find useful. This is one of them. So yes, I'm plagiarizing. I'm stealing from John Stewart right now. Um, it it's about sacrifice. And let me let me tie this in real quick. What are we willing to do as Gen X? As a person, you're going to make a stand, make yourself on the front page of the paper. But they uh, spray paint your house. They harass your kids in school. They give your wife a hard time when she's in the grocery store. Eventually, they go down to where you're working and harass that place so bad they fire you because they can't have that. Maybe you're working at the auto parts store at the counter and they can't have that there because they're losing all their business because you and your mouth. So you don't you don't say anything. Not real loud. Maybe you do a chicken shit podcast and you sit behind a microphone where it's safe. And you don't say anything out loud in front of people because you don't want to lose what little you have. But this John Stewart reference is just about that. The John Stewart reference, he was talking about sacrifice, uh, the greatest generation in World War II. And they were interviewing people before and says, we gave up our pots and pans. Women got rid of their silk stockings and their nails and they went to work in factories. They gave up their lives. Men gave up their lives volunteering to fight in a war they sacrificed everything it didn't matter they would they would they would build houses with less wood they would give up scraps of metal they could find anywhere in the country and, and take it in wagons down to the recycling centers for the war effort they sacrificed everything for what they believed in because back then there was they used terms like honor loyalty and duty do you think Anything from late millennials right now that are almost Gen Zers or Gen Zs themselves, do you think they have any idea what honor is and duty and loyalty? No. I mean, you can't get people to sacrifice anything because as soon as you, and this is right and left, figure this out. This is not just a liberal thing. This is liberals and conservatives. When you come to them and say, hey, we'd like you to... Um, We'd like you to do this to try to help us along as a country. Fuck you. I'm not doing that. I have rights. I have freedoms. Well, I know, but you know, we're trying to accomplish a goal here. Now, in the, in the John Stewart role that I'm deriving some of this from, he was talking about vaccines and masks and coronavirus, which in this particular case, I don't, I don't agree with all of that. But what I'm trying to point out is it's a very, very simple truth that John Stewart was pointing out. People will not sacrifice anything because they'll stare at you and go, I have the freedom to do what I want. Well, yeah, but we're, when we're all trying to get something done to protect freedom, we're all trying to sacrifice to protect our country. We're all trying to give up a little bit to keep our country on the right path. Most people don't do it. 
Most people are not going to stand up to Antifa. Most people are not going to stand up to Black Lives Matter. They're not going to stand up to these organizations when they go overboard. And they should. And why can't you? Why can't I have an opinion? Why can't you have an opinion? Why all of a sudden are we not allowed to say, I don't agree with that? Why can't that be okay? Well, we've already covered that. They will use violence when you start talking like that. And you will lose. And there's nothing you can do about it. Now, I have seen some small things come together that I think are going to get the ball rolling. I, you guys have heard me talk about the pendulum swinging. I, I think it is. The other day was a national walkout day for schools where parents kept their kids home. And I heard numbers as high as 80% were kept out of school as a demonstration, as a peaceful demonstration We don't want to be told what to do with the vaccine. We'll get it if we want. We'll wear the mask if we want. But don't make us do it. That was the message. And if those numbers are even half right, that's a lot of people. Hey, are you listening, politicians? That's a lot of registered voters. Pay attention. That's pretty big. That's a big, big, big deal when you can get that many people together to move the pendulum in the direction you want it to go. That's a lot. Maybe things are changing there. Maybe it will. Maybe maybe one Gen Xer is going to have to come out from behind his podcast microphone and take a bullet, and when it gets on the news, it won't matter how hard they spin it, people will finally rally behind someone and go, okay, I've had enough. Maybe Gen X as a generation is finally going to say, I'm sick of this shit. I don't, I'm going to give up some personal sacrifice. I'm willing to lose part of my existence for the right thing. Maybe, maybe it is a war. Antifa always says it is black lives matter. So every time it's a war, it's a war, it's a war. We're at war. It's a battle. All right. Well, maybe they're right. Maybe it is a battle. Maybe it is a war. Maybe it's time to, play by the same rules they're playing by and point it out. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm going to go find some Antifa guy just to harass him, but maybe, maybe next time when I see it in front of me, when I'm in LA, I'm, I'm not just going to drive the other way and turn up my radio. Maybe this time I try to make a difference. Maybe I try to voice my opinion about that. What are you going to do? You're driving right now. Most of you could drive and listen to this. You know, we have an audience of seven people. So if I'm one of them and my family's two, that leaves four people driving around listening to this. What are you going to do when you see something? Drive on by and hope it gets fixed? Get out of your car and get beat, beat and end up in the hospital? What do we do? I'm not saying I have all the answers. I'm asking questions. I just know that I'm about done. I am just about done. I have gotten into arguments. I have, I have had small situations with Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And I don't know, I probably didn't say enough. And now it bothers me. When I heard that interview with that guy where he just said, we will use violence to stop your speech and you will not use violence to stop our violence. I couldn't even believe what I was hearing. 
if you would have told me 25 years ago that this is the place our country would be and that good, honest Americans wouldn't be grabbing pitchforks and torches and running into the street to defend the First Amendment, I wouldn't have believed you. I would, there's no way you could have convinced me that that was going to ever be a time. No, 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 no. I would have told you, look, you can push Americans only so far, and then when you wake that sleeping giant, you're in trouble. I don't know. I don't. Some parts of me are afraid that we're not a sleeping giant anymore. Some parts are afraid that we're a cowardly giant pretending to be asleep so we don't have to get up and do something. Maybe it just takes organization. But I believe that the current climate in Washington, D.C. is doing everything they can to dismantle the Constitution and get around it. Of course, all in the name of the Constitution. It's what they say. It's what every politician does. You, you do the wrong thing, and you know it, claiming to be doing the right thing. Of course, you know, getting rid of guns is supporting the Constitution. It's, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're supporting the Constitution. You know, we're fixing it. We're making, we're revising it. You know, it's a living, breathing document, and we're working with it. Of course, we're on board with that. It's a tough scene. It's a tough situation. And Gen X may have to do something as a generation I don't know what's going to be the catalyst, you know, when you Pearl Harbor rallied a nation, 9-11 rallied a nation. I don't know what it's going to take to get all of us to put our foot down and go, okay, enough of this shit. You're going to put some common sense, some nuts and bolts back in what we're doing and enough of this double talk, enough of the triple top, enough of the muddying the waters with charts and graphs and statistics from every web, just... Listen, there's certain things you don't do. And there's certain things you do do. It's not tough to figure it out. You know. You know in your heart what's right and wrong. You know when it's time to step up and do something. I'm just saying that in the topic of Gen X versus Antifa, I don't know. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to stand up and go, I've had enough and I don't care what it costs me. I'll tell you a story, and maybe this makes sense to you. Uh, there was a kid in school, kind of a nerdy kid. He used to get pushed around. He was, I don't know, he wasn't real strong, and he kind of brought some of the stuff on himself. Well, one day, a bully, I mean, the school's biggest bully, came up and was pushing this kid around, and the kid finally looked at him with some determination. He'd had enough. You know, he'd had two or three years going through school of getting pushed around, especially by this kid. And finally, one day, he stood up to this kid. He stood up to the bully and told him, you're not going to do this anymore. I'm done. And he was right. We all, we all should have stopped that bully a long time ago, and we just didn't because we were stupid kids. But we should have. But the, kid, the point of this, the kid finally stood up to him, and the bully said, I'm going to beat you up right here in front of everybody. And you know what the kid said? He said, do it. But you're going to have to do it tomorrow. And you're going to have to do it the next day and the next day 
and the next day because I'm going to come back every day and I'm going to stand right in front of you and I'm going to make you fight me. We're going to get into a fist fight every day. Are you ready for that? Though I know you want to beat me up and be the big hero and the big shot and walk away, but you're going to have to do it tomorrow. I'm going to come back with stitches and I'm going to tap you on the shoulder and you're going to do it again. You ready for that? Boy, that kid wasn't going to give up. He let that bully know right then, is it worth it? Because you're going to have to fight me every day. Now, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and the, the left wing, they tell you that once. Oh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get you fired and you're going to lose your bank account and you're going to, all right, that's once. But I'm going to come back and rebuild my house and I'm going to plant a flag in my front yard. And you're going to have to get me fired from every job I get because I'm not going to shut up. You're going to have to drain my bank account every day because I'm going to go get a job. I'll get another one and I'll find some more money. I'll get a side hustle going. I'll sell some stuff. You're going to have to do it. Are you going to do it every day? Oh, I know. You want to make a big splash with your woke movement and come, and come after me right now and make up all this stuff. But I've seen a new cycle at 24 hours. You're going to do it every day? Because long after everybody forgets, I'm still going to be standing here in your face doing the right thing. Are you ready to do it every day? Is Gen X finally going to stand up to the bullies and say, I don't care what you say anymore. You're going to destroy me? I don't care. I'm not going to live like this. I'm not going to raise my kids like this. I want my country back. You're going to have to destroy me, like you say, every single day because I'm coming back. I tell you, might change some, might change some minds, turn some heads, just a thought. But when you're outnumbered and they're all over you, tell them, say, go ahead, but I'm back here tomorrow. Oh, they'll, they'll yell at you. Well, we'll be back here tomorrow too. Good. But then you show up, bring two friends every day. I don't know. Maybe at some point, that's where we're going to get. And Gen X is going to stand up and just go, I'm done. I'm done with your hypocrisy. I'm done with your stupidity that you can use violence to stop speech. You can't. You're not allowed to. I don't care what the news says. I don't, I don't care. I don't care if you feel like you had no other choice. We just, we had to do this. Well, I'm the one who had no other choice. I have to stand up to you. The Constitution means something. My country means something. My flag means something. There's more good than bad in this country. And I know you guys like to point out the bad. You know, you want to go back to the 1950s when life was grand? What about segregation? Really? That's what you're going to do? You're going to pick one really bad spot, one terrible thing that was going on in the 50s, and now all the 50s are bad? 60s? I'll find something bad with the 60s. 70s? Oh, I'll find bad stuff in the 70s. According to you, there's bad stuff going on right now. According to you, America's been a terrible place since the beginning, and it's a terrible place now. You act like just because we have problems that we're a bad country. You act like because we are a country that evolves and fixes things, and we address things, and we fight against the bad, and we stand up for good. That there's something wrong with us. Because we're not perfect. We're not fixed. If you're constantly kneeling before the American flag because there's issues, <laughs> then you're going to be on your knees forever. There's always going to be issues. Yeah. 
what you do is you stand together at the national anthem as one singular moment that we're all agreeing we're moving towards the right thing. You know, you're not standing, you're not kneeling to make people aware of racism. Everybody knows there's racism. You think there's one person left that doesn't know that racism exists? Jesus, you're not, you're not telling anybody anything new. And you're not doing anything but making the problem worse. You want to make things better? You stand during the national anthem. Because that one moment we all set everything aside, we come together, and then we keep working on things. And maybe now is one of those times when Generation X is just going to stand up and go, I'm done. I'm, I'm not kneeling. I'm not. I'm standing up. Maybe it's time to find those words like duty and loyalty again for the country. Maybe. I'm just saying that maybe it's time to not be the sleeping giant. Maybe it's time to stand up and be fair and be firm. Maybe it's time to get our country back. I don't know. That's it. 36 minutes of talking. I've been talking out my ass for over half an hour. What do I know? Just a dumb mechanic in the middle of the desert. But uh, too many emails. I had to respond in some fashion. I figured this would be better than trying to fat finger type out 18,000 words. <laughs> so the music's going to come up. I'm going to say goodbye. And if you guys have some comments, there's a blog where we talk about stuff, uh, Gen X Talks. That's where I go directly if you guys want to ask me something directly. Um, if it works, it works. If the blog doesn't work, we'll take it down. But for right now, it's a little interactive forum deal. Also, you guys know how to email us, get a hold of us. There's a, on the website, genxtalks.com. There's addresses, there's emails, and there's a phone number. Call up, leave a message, text, call you back. Anyway, that's it. That's it for me. Coming up on 40 minutes now, 37 minutes, something. The music's coming up. I gotta go. Uh, we'll catch everybody on the flip side.